0: News. I'm Alex Williams. Today we welcome back to the podcast Abu Bakr al-Faqih, a Yemeni writer whose work has appeared in both local and international media outlets, including the Washington Institute for Near East Policy. In our last podcast, he shared with us about the use of child soldiers in the Yemen conflict and the importance of educational opportunities to decrease the vulnerability of children to recruitment by the warring parties. Today he's going to help us understand the new controversial tax being imposed by the Houthi government, as well as the Hosi government's policies surrounding COVID nineteen. Well, it's good to have you back on the show, Abu Bakr. Uh, this is now uh, the second part of our interview with Abu Bakr. Uh, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Uh, welcome, uh, dear Alex. Thanks. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here with you.
0: Great. Well, let me let me transition into, you know, recently in the last couple of weeks, the HOSI's are imposing a new twenty percent tax can you explain this to us, for example, to a you know to a person from outside of Yemen that doesn't have the background on Yemen, what this tax is that is now being placed on its citizens in the areas? Well,
1: uh, this uh, this tax actually, uh, you can say it's a tax uh, it's a tax uh, or a twenty percent tax that the uh, Iran-backed Houthi rebels have uh, uh, imposed recently, they issued a new tax granting the Bani Hashim tribe, uh, the the descendants of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, which, I mean, which the movement, I mean, the Bani Hashim, the the Houthi movement's leader, uh, consider uh, themselves to be uh, part of this Bani Hashim. So the, the 20% of the value, uh, the, the, the tax mean uh, the Bani Hashim, uh, uh, meaning the Houthis, uh, this family, uh, meaning the Bani Hashim would get uh, 20% of the value of all resources extracted from land, sea, and livestock in, 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 in Yemen. So this is uh, the tax that the Houthis uh, have been imposing. It, uh, it, it, uh, it means the Bani Hashim, specifically the Bani Hashim tribes, uh, who think to be descended from the Prophet Muhammad, and then so eligible to revenues generated from uh, 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 this uh, special tax. Also, they have modified the country's uh, 1999 Zakah Islamic charity law to allow the tax to be collected based on a controversial uh, interpretation of the Islamic uh, uh, law.
0: But uh, let me ask you, maybe, what is your view? I mean, it seems like it's a, a religious tax or even a racial tax because they're saying that because they're from the same lineage, uh, you know, as the Hashemite or Beni Hashem from a specific tribe that descends from their prophet, it means that they deserve the tax from the people. So it seems to somebody from the outside that it's a religious tax and a racial one. How do you view it?
1: Exactly, exactly. I also agree with, with you on, on, this, uh, on, on this topic. On this, uh, uh, on this name, that it is something uh, racial. It's a racial tax. Uh, a tax. It, it's a, a racial tax, or also it's a religious one. Uh, it's it, it's a, a racial because it, it depends on the the race, the the, the hereditary. Uh, I mean, based on hereditary. So th- this is uh, so much disastrous for the future of Yemenis. Also, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's a religious uh, uh, tax because the Houthis used uh, some misinterpretations of uh, some of Islam's uh, previous tax text, uh, texts, uh, specifically those of the Holy Quran. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, the homos. What was what is called the homos, meaning the the 20 percent. Tax that we are actually talking about, and actually some sources uh, have been talking about the Houthis uh, trying to impose this twenty uh, percent tax uh, even uh, before now. I mean, uh, nearly six years uh, or six—I'm uh, so sorry—six months ago. But informally, they were trying to uh, impose it informally. So uh, being a religious means it, it it takes its meaning from the homos, which goes back to the times, the period of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him. But this is not. I mean, uh, this is only just uh, as the Houthis, the Shia insects, uh, 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 insect, uh, uh, interprets uh some parts of Islam. This homos, but for the other Muslims, it doesn't mean this. It doesn't mean mean this uh, meaning at all right really? uh, also yeah also for being a racial uh, this is so uh, significant uh, the, the Houthi tax a new tax tax being a uh, racial is 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 so right for me it's so true because it removes one of the most significant rights of, of any ordinary human uh, human beings which is equ- uh, equality and, and, and citizenship. This tax means that uh, citizens I mean, uh, of Yemen, all Yemen, are not equal uh, before the, the Houthis authorities. And this is so disastrous for the future of
0: Yemenis. Well, let me ask you, what motivates the Houthis to impose this law? I mean, is it truly because they believe they are superior to other Yemenis?
1: Actually, uh, to some extent, we can say, yeah. We can say that this is so right, because or so true, because uh, the Houthis uh, see themselves uh, uh, more superior to the other Yemenis, just as you mentioned. They, they think that uh, they have the, uh, the sole right to rule the, the country. They are the descendants of the uh, of the family of the Prophet, Ma- Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. So uh, they think that they are uh, from an honored or an you can say an honored race. Uh, it has, I mean, it seems to be reasonable uh, to to say such. So.
0: Will do you think the people will accept this tax? I mean the people are already facing such desperate economic times. I mean, it would seem that this might turn the people against them, or they would revolt, or they would risk alienating the people. Uh, Wouldn't that weaken their position overall?
1: Okay, I think that uh, uh, it could some. I mean, uh, the newly uh, tax, uh, the Houthi tax, uh, could uh, uh, cause some outrage uh, in, in, in the society. But firstly, let us go to the first uh, basis of, of the process. The, uh, I mean, the, the Yemenis don't uh, I mean, all the, uh, don't recognize the Houthi authorities as a legitimate government. Not all of them uh, recognize the Houthi government as a, or the Houthi authorities as a legitimate uh, uh, party or, uh, or rulers. They know, and they are uh, so convinced that the Houthis' uh, authority and the uh, yeah the Husis authority just uh, uh, comes because of power, using power, using arms. The Houthis are not elected, uh, democratic uh, by the I mean democratically or, or, or by uh, democratic means. So firstly, this law is, I mean, people don't see it as a legitimate law, as they don't actually see the Houthis as a legitimate government. You can say not all of them. Of course, the followers of the Houthis would see, uh, would see the, Houthis the right and true to do whatever they, they want. But I'm talking about the the whole Yemenis. Uh, we are talking about thirteen and uh, more than uh, 30 million, 30 million. So this is the case. They, if they accepted, if they accept, if people accept this, ta- uh, this tax, they would accept it just under uh, the the, uh, the strength of arms, because they fear the Houthis, they fear their rebels. To, uh, I, I mean to to, uh, to harm them and to uh, you can say to suppress them, right. so this is the only
0: reason. right i mean but I mean some would argue that even the Abbu government is not a real democratic process, you know, as he was the only one on the on the voting ballot and some are under their you know some are living in areas you know under control out of fear, you know more than anything. You know, so you could say it for both sides of the war. Is that right?
1: Yeah, this is, this is also uh, uh, something reasonable. But uh, uh, I mean, uh, the, at least the uh, the the Hadi government, uh, which is actually so weak, uh, this is uh, something sure. Well, it's at least a UN-recognized government. While well, the Houthis have just come by arms, but they actually, I mean, they are the de facto rulers of uh, uh, the majority of the of the north, and so people would accept it. Well, I know it. They would accept it because of the force. They would accept as they accepted as they had to accept the Houthi rule. They would have to accept their laws.
0: Right. Well, let me. I have to ask you. You know, as you as we're all living through this COVID nineteen pandemic. You know, when the daily report comes out from the Supreme National Emergency Committee, the areas governed by the HOSIs are not included in there. Why is that, in your opinion? I mean, you yourself live in an area that's uh, under HOSI control.
1: Uh, okay, uh, I think I mean the reason uh, it goes back to to actually what, what uh, some of the uh, most uh, uh, well-known uh, media outlets internationally have uh, recently reported, uh, specifically what the Associated Press uh, Agency uh, has re- uh, reported recently of the, Houthi, uh, the Houthi's attempt to uh, to cover any, any, any news of, I mean, to, not to cover, to, let us say, to stop the issuing and reporting any news related to COVID-19. Uh, because as a Yemeni young man, I saw so many cases of dying. So many cases. I mean, death is increasing Yemen these days. This is so clear. A lot of people have. I mean, have been dying these days. We see. We see this. But the Houthis don't want to. I mean, to uh, to to. To cover this news, they, they they don't want to uh, reveal these news to the world. I, I don't know w- what uh, the reasons are, but some may say that the Houthis don't want to, uh, as the Houthis says, they they don't want to uh, spread panic uh, in the people's uh, side, or, or uh, I mean, they don't want to to make the people fear. But this is actually not the truth. The Houthis don't. Actually, uh, don't want to lose their uh, their economic resources if a lockdown is, is imposed. This would affect their. Uh, I mean, the money that they got from uh, from uh, the people in Yemen, from the owners of. I mean, uh, yeah, the owners of uh, of jobs, the owners of the companies working in Yemen. The other, they have their. Uh, war economy. So this is the reason. But uh, yeah, you
0: can, you, you can uh, continue. No, I was just going to, I was going to say, uh, you can finish your thought, but one of the questions that, as you, as you're probably aware of so many stories in Yemen, do you feel that there's one story that isn't being reported in Yemen that, is, that should be getting more attention at this point, in your opinion?
1: Okay, thanks for this question. This is an interesting uh, question, really. Uh, we are—I uh, mean—the most uh, issue, the most key is significant dangerous issue is actually not being reported, uh, or, or that has that uh, has yet to receive its uh, appropriate uh, reporting. Is the fact uh, is what we are witnessing now is is what. I mean the Houthis uh, practices on on education and uh, on, on on children. They are taking them to battles uh, while they, they they shall be uh, at school. They are actually uh, the Houthis are exploiting the international silence to impose their uh, own policies that actually have. Uh, I mean, a long-term disastrous effect on Yemenis themselves.
0: Well, I know you're exposed to so many tragedies and heartbreaking stories. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: I I, I mean, they impose their own uh, policies and their own culture in in school courses. This is so uh, catastrophic for the Yemenis' future because they don't represent uh, all yemen i mean the, the, the whole yemeni people they don't represent them also there are uh, many i mean so much sto- uh, uh, stories to be uh, to be spoken about in yemen but now i, I may not remember uh, uh them but I, I know in yemen is, every day you discover a story a new completely different story that is the, uh uh I mean that is horrible sometimes a uh, lot of stories but this story uh, also you can say yeah, the story that needs to to be covered is, is 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 the suffer of the ordinary people i mean if you go on streets, you would the ordinary peoples who are not uh, i mean who don't have a, a public uh, job or uh, yeah a public post or anything. They they don't have war. They don't dream of a car. They don't dream of uh, of something luxurious. They just dream of of bread. They just dream of 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 feeding their family. They they are just claiming uh, their their right their 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 basic rights. Mm -hmm. Do you understand me?
0: Yeah, for sure. This
1: is. Yeah, this is the the, the problem uh, which I see actually locally, which I feel, which I sense. I I see people, uh, I mean, striving so hardly to just uh, feed themselves, not not to have a a luxurious life.
0: Yeah, it's a story of survival. They're not not ambitious of of a house or a car, it's a story of survival and it's a story, it's the story of the Yemeni people that the world has yet to hear completely. Uh, but tell exactly, me, exactly. But tell me, what gives you hope or what encourages you? Are there any stories of Yemeni heroes you can tell us about as I know that you must, uh, you know, embrace these stories to continue on?
1: Okay, uh, I think what gives me hope uh, is is what I see of of the Yemeni solidarity. I see some solidarity, solidarity, yeah, I'm so sorry. I see some solidarity among the Yemenis. I mean, uh, amid the, 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 I mean, uh, the unavailable rule of uh, the authorities in Yemen, I see people are, uh, doing their own efforts to feed each other. There are uh, some initiatives in, in some cities of Yemen to offer uh, and to provide some uh, poor families with, with, with bread. Uh, yeah, for free. And uh, for example, yeah, we can see a lot of uh, uh, people helping eat each other. They are they, they uh, not waiting for the government to, to, to come and, uh, and do its rule. They are taking the initiative uh, themselves. So this is what encourages me. Also, w- what gives me help is actually uh, what I see. I mean, the, the world is actually, of the, what I see of the world uh, actually looking uh, at Yemen. Uh, what gives me hope is actually uh, those initiatives that uh, uh, can that give us gives us the, the the chance to express our voices. One of which is actually your podcast. This is uh, an interesting uh, initiative and and project. I, I, I actually I see it. Uh, I mean highly appreciable thank you thank you so much for what you do this is an amazing job this gives us the, the, the space to express our fears our hopes and and, and to tell the world the, the english speaking world what we are suffering and what we need and, and our daily life
0: well it's an honor to hear your stories yeah, your stories uh... Abu Bakr it's an honor to hear your stories and and I know the Yemeni from knowing Yemenis and many Yemenis the Yemenis are they do stand with each other all over the world with each other and they are a resilient people that uh, we have seen after 5 years of war that no matter what happens the Yemeni people are still standing with each other you know and so that to me is also encouraging
1: exactly exactly
0: Well, Abu Bakr, it was uh, great speaking to you today. Uh, It's an honor to hear your story and also get your opinion on a lot of these very important subjects. And be assured that the world is listening. And we're going to encourage, we're going to try to get this message and other messages out. Because as you know and I know, it's still not getting the attention like it deserves. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for what you do. Thanks, Alex. Today we've heard more from Abu Bakr about the suffering of ordinary Yemeni people in both the North and the South who are living under governments without democratic legitimacy. He told us that the Houthis in the North believe they have the divine right to rule and rule by force. They aren't even aiming to establish the right of equality under the law for the people they rule. Meanwhile, the Saudi-backed government in the South derives its legitimacy from international recognition rather than the recognition and will of the Yemeni people. In this context, in the absence of government of the people, by the people, and for the people, Abu Bakr tells us how the solidarity of the Yemeni people has given him hope. Instead of waiting for the government to do its role, he sees the Yemeni people taking their own initiative to take care of each other and to take the responsibility for the welfare of the communities they live in. It's these kind of initiatives that we want to try to continue putting the spotlight on through the podcast and giving Yemenis a space to express themselves to the English-speaking world. You heard Abu Bakr state how important this is, so I want to encourage you all to continue sharing the voices you've heard here on the podcast. The world's largest humanitarian crisis continues to grow unabated in Yemen, and Abu Bakr told us how the warring parties are able to exploit the international silence around so many of these issues to advance their agendas and prolong the war. If we want to be allies of the Yemeni people, We cannot allow the world to continue ignoring this crisis. The international influence on this man-made crisis can't be denied. It's time for solving the crisis to become a priority on the agenda of the world that has helped to create and sustain it. Thank you for listening today. I'm Alex Williams and this is Yemen News.